You're listening to the Cash Valley Insider, conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cash Valley, Utah. The Cash Valley Insider is a production of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at cashchamber.com. It's my pleasure to introduce uh, Ryan Starks. He's the managing director of business services at the Utah, at our Utah Governor's Office of Economic Development. Uh, go ahead, and he's going to talk about that a little bit, um, where he oversees the strategic growth plan for the Utah's targeted industries and manages the small business and rural initiatives. Um, he also uh, oversees the business services team, including the Innovation Center, uh, the PTAC uh, Centers, which is Procurement Technical Assistance Centers, um, the Center for Rural Development, Broadband Initiatives, a partnership with the Small Business Development Centers and the Opportunity Zone Program. That's a lot of programs, Ryan, you're busy. Um, before jo joining uh, GoEd, uh, Ryan was the Economic Development Director in Wasatch County and the Heber Valley Chamber uh, of Commerce and Tourism Office Executive Director. So uh, Ryan and I became acquainted in, when he was in this role. So it's, it's just really awesome to have him here today. So please welcome Ryan Starks. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. It's great to be with you. Um, it's a tough act to follow Governor Henderson and uh, really appreciate the opportunity to work with her over the past number of months. We worked closely in hosting foreign dignitaries and visiting businesses and just strategizing on how to help the state. And I'm so impressed by her leadership and her dynamic ability to get things done. Also like to thank the event organizers. Thank you, Jamie. It's always great to be in Cache Valley. Um, thank you, Mayor Zook. We'll call you Mayor Zook, right? We'll just continue with that theme. Also, wonderful to work with Sean Milne, who's a tremendous asset. We worked together in previous capacities, and it's wonderful to see that you have a great economic development director in Sean. Also, fun to see my friend Julie Hollis Terrell. So, Julie, um, that book, book looks pretty awesome. I look forward to reading it. So, this morning, I thought I would talk just a little bit about the Governor's Office of Economic Development and some changes that we recently experienced through this past legislative session. And uh, we'll kind of go to that point. So first of all, Governor Cox, upon being elected, created something called the One Utah Roadmap. And so he outlined six key priorities that he wanted to focus on it within his first 500 days of being in office. So as we can see, economic advancement being number one, education, innovation, and advancement, rural matters, health security, equality and opportunity, and streamlining, streamlining state government. So this morning, I'd like to focus on this first one, economic advancement. How do we go about doing that? Well, in order to advance the economy, the Cox administration is focused on several other key priorities, including talent development, strategic industry advancement, innovation and entrepreneurship, infrastructure investment, sustainable growth promotion, and fiscal responsibility. So then the question is, how do we do that? How do we come together as a team, as a state, to accomplish these goals? So in this past legislative session, the legislature 
um, made some significant changes to state government, including one change to the Governor's Office of Economic Development. So in 2004, the Governor's Office of Economic Development was created and it has done a really exceptional job of promoting a healthy economy within the state. But we're not the same economy and we're not in the same place that we were in 2004. And so the administration decided to make some changes to kind of push the reset button and to recalibrate. So part of these changes include a rebrand. So instead of the Governor's Office of Economic Development starting July 1st, will be the governor's office of economic opportunity and so let me just ask you this when you hear the word opportunity what do you think what comes to mind versus development and you don't have to answer that that's okay i won't call on people maybe it's a rhetorical question but our goal and in, in rebranding the name to economic opportunity is to create a holistic approach to economic development that lifts people up. It's, at the end of the day, it's not about the brick and mortar um, investment. It's about the people benefiting. It's about quality of life. And so opportunity should span all areas of the economic spe um, spectrum. Okay, so one of the, our, our nickname, though, is, you know, Governor's Office of Economic Development. People say, go ahead. So I can't tell you how many times people have asked, Okay, Governor's Office of Oper Economic Opportunity. Does that mean you're going to be called GoEO? And then they get a big grin on their faces, just like you did. Okay, and the answer is no, because GoEO is silly. So if you just want to go ahead and say it once and never again, please just say GoEO. Okay, thank you. Now never repeat that word. Okay, so our new moniker is going to be Go Utah. Okay. The Lieutenant Governor hinted on this, but as part of this change, the legislature created something called the Unified Economic Opportunity Commission. And whereas in the past, the Governor's Office of Economic Development has had a board of directors that it reports to, that authorizes incentives, that works with the governor's team, now we're going to create a holistic approach to economic development where we bring in various branches of government where we bring in more private stakeholders, um, state agency leaders, and now it's going to be more of a collaborative partnership so that it's not just one agency that owns economic development, right, but that it's a multi-agency approach. So we're excited about that. All right, so in order to talk about kind of where we're going, I wanted to highlight a few things of where we've been. So prior to the pandemic, Utah was really clicking on all cylinders. Okay, here are a few of the rankings. I won't go through each of them, but pretty impressive statistics. Year after year, we've been at top of most lists in terms of our economic strengths. Okay, one indicator of economic success is how diverse is, is a state economy. And so we're not just um, focused on tourism, we're not just focused on aerospace, we're not just focused on manufacturing, but Utah, because of the private sector, has done a wonderful job of, of landing this uh, ranking of being the most diverse state in the United States. Okay, you'll see some of our top exports here. And to tell you the truth, I actually can't see it's a little small for me, so if you can't see that, I apologize. But we're exporting a lot. 
And uh, here are some of our export partners. Who would have thought that the United Kingdom was our top export partners? partner? Okay, you see our GDP and how well we're doing in terms of our gross domestic product. But we also have this tell of two Utahs. So to the left, you'll see the Wasatch Front with a 130, almost 137 billion dollar GDP. But yet, if you look at the rest of Utah, it's just 32 billion. We see that uh, we have work to do outside of the Wasatch Front. So in part, this is part of the vision why Governor Cox wants to focus on a statewide one Utah model and not just the Wasatch Front. Okay, so we see a lot of growth. In terms of employment, here are some of our top industries. Construction, no surprise there. Professional and technical services, health, administrative and waste services and education. Okay, if we look at the data in terms of the highest demand for occupations, you can see a list here. Retail is high in that list and other important in industries. Okay, and so we all felt pretty good. We had these rankings. We knew that we were on top of the economic world in terms of our, our performance. But then March 2019 came and everything went south. And it was a hard, difficult time for so many small businesses and our hearts are with those businesses. Um, many closed. Here's a couple of headlines from the news. Businesses closed people being laid off from work. We see that uh, many counties struggled economically. And just for the fun of it, I looked at cash. How did cash do? And as you can see right there in the middle, there was basically no effect in terms of job loss. You weren't growing, you weren't creating more jobs, but you weren't really, there was not a net loss in your job growth. So I think that speaks volumes to your diverse economy and your resiliency. So some of you have heard this term K-shaped recovery. It's easy to think in terms of a V-shaped recovery, right? The economy goes down, then we climb back up, it's a V. But what we saw that is that the economy went down and then some sectors, they came out of it okay, right? But then other sectors continue to decline. And so we're still in the middle of this, although cash is doing well, other parts of the state are still struggling to rebound from COVID-19. Okay, so what was the response? Thanks to the good work of the private sector, the legislature, and also of the federal dollars that we received, we had to turn around millions and millions of dollars in the form of various programs to help support our economy and support our businesses. Um, I know that, you know, and I'm a government bureaucrat, so we can all poke fun of government, right? Government's slow, government's inefficient. Well, I'm telling you, we burn through millions and millions of dollars quicker than any business could ever do. We received this funding within a week, we had checks out to businesses. Pretty darn good for a government, right? So I just wanna highlight some of these programs that we helped administer. Okay, the shop in Utah was really important to us, the commercial rental assistance in this whole list of programs that you can see. 
Okay, a couple of other programs that we've helped administer and more on the way. So the Impacted Small Business Catalyst Grant, Event and Entertainment Services Grant. And we're working closely to receive and utilize some federal dollars to allocate to our municipalities to help with affordable housing. And so this would be a direct government to government grant that municipalities could apply for to help offset the cost of um, affordable housing or really expensive housing. And so look for that in the coming weeks. Okay, in terms of the impact of our grant dollars, we, we know that 33%, uh, about a third of all of them had between one and five employees. The majority of businesses that received the funding had less than 10 employees. So the, these dollars really went to the smallest of the small businesses. We see that 27% of all of the dollars went to rural counties. Okay, here's some of the industries that we supported. We see that uh, food and beverage, almost a fifth of all of the dollars went to food and beverage. Those were, that was just one of the sectors that was devastated across the board, except for in Cache County because people stayed local, right? All right, so here's just a distribution of the funds and kind of the programs that they supported. All right, so some of you have seen the In Utah campaign, which is a multi-touch campaign with billboards and with digital ads. Um, it's the, it was our goal to help foster a mentality that, hey, we still have to keep our doors open. We still have to support our small businesses. Let's keep it in Utah. Let's support things in Utah. So here's some examples of the outreach that we did. Okay, we were tasked to provide a mask to every Utah. And so we did that. Um, we ordered 1.24 million masks and uh, sent them out. We, the, the waiting list was long, but we tried to get those out as quickly as possible. Just curious, does anybody have one of these masks? Okay, so I see many of you do. We managed the state's coronavirus website that housed all these different programs and information. Okay, and so how did we do as we together as a state have tried to rebound from the economic downturn? We're doing pretty darn well. And so you'll see these numbers. Our unemployment rate as of April is 2.8% compared to 6.1% nationally. You see that our job growth rate is back in the positive and uh, we're back on track to get to where we were and hopefully not just get back to where we were, but to actually be stronger and more resilient as a result. All right, so wanted to focus now on kind of where we're going. So under this new administration, we were tasked to identify what are the key sectors? What are our opportunities? In 2004, we said, here's where we wanna be as a state. Well, it's 2021, where do we wanna be in the next 10 or 20 years? And so as we look at economic development, we have to ask ourselves, what are our core strengths? What industries do we wanna focus on? Think of Silicon Slopes in 2004, was that really a thing? It wasn't really a thing, right? But because of the good work of public-private partnerships, investment, Silicon Slopes is now a thriving area within the state. So what do we want to look like in the next 10 or 20 years? So partnering with our good friends at EDC Utah and working with various stakeholders, we launched a study 
to identify the key sectors that will guide our economic development or opportunity principles moving forward. And so these sectors include aerospace and defense, no surprise there. A lot of people think it's just tied to Hill Air Force Base, but I would invite those people to come up to Cache Valley if they wanna see you know, some good aerospace and defense and even Box Elder County. Financial services, one of our largest industries. Software and IT continues to be important. Life sciences and healthcare innovation. This is a sector that's growing. If you haven't heard of the BioHive initiative, it's kind of like Silicon Slopes is the tech. BioHive is now to life sciences. We have a really strong group of life science companies. And then finally, advanced manufacturing is, is our fifth industry that has a lot of potential for growth, especially in the wake of COVID-19, as we're seeing this reshoring initiative where instead of outsourcing our manufacturing to foreign countries, now's the opportunity for us as a state to kind of grab the bull by the horns and start taking care of our own manufacturing needs. Okay, so a few of the programs I wanted to highlight, the Utah Innovation Center, which is part of our team. They work with um, young companies that are trying to commercialize and trying to obtain federal grant dollars. And so for our partnership with Utah State here in Cache Valley, this is a natural partnership to help assist those businesses. We also have our Procurement Technical Assistance Center, Mark Alexander, our friend here, who uh, did so much for our PTAC here in Cache Valley. We really appreciate that. Basically, they help, they help navigate the technical process of obtaining uh, government contracts for small businesses. So let me just uh, put out this invitation. If anybody here runs a small business and you'd like to work with the government and land contracts, please visit with our PTAC team. We also have the Center for Rural Development, and its goal is really to help foster a healthy economy within rural Utah. We have various tools, and I'll highlight some of these tools, but we're in the process of kind of recalibrating our rural team with actual regional, region-specific assignments. So we'll have an officer for Northern Utah, for Central Utah, and for Southern Utah. We do have a couple of our team members here, uh, Rebecca Dilge and James Dixon. So raise your hand and say hi to these awesome people. And both Rebecca and James help administer our rural toolkit. And I'll kind of zip through some of these. So we have something called the Rural Co uh, Coworking Innovation Center. Now, if you go to their panel, here's my shameless plug. They're gonna get into more details. But uh, this is a program that will help fund an innovative kind of entrepreneurial center where people can come together and work as a community. Okay, we also have something called the Rural Economic Development Incentive, which is a grant to businesses that are willing to hire workers off of the Wasatch Front. We have our Enterprise Zone program that's been around for a long time. Many of you are familiar with that. It's a designated geographic area where if you invest, or hire people within this area, there's a tax credit that you can claim. We also have our targeted business tax credit that's uh, helpful in terms of helping with company expansion. And we have our rural county grant program, which, you know, Cache County utilized, um, David talked about this to help fund the economic development director position. This is something that the legislature created and 
2020. So to our legislators, thank you for your support for this program. It really is a new and innovative tool to help with economic development. Something that we're excited, really excited about is called the Utah Main Street Initiative. This was created this past legislative session. Now think of your very favorite Hail Mary football throw that you can ever think of. You probably remember the moment you're watching college football, you're watching an NFL game, your team's down. Somebody at the last minute, the quarterback hucks the ball up. You think as it's floating in the air, there's no way anybody's going to catch this ball. And then suddenly the receiver comes down with the touchdown, your team wins, game over, hallelujah, right? So that process kind of describes our efforts with the Main Street program this past session. We knew it was important. We knew it would be a big win. We threw the ball as far as we could, and we thought, we just don't know that there's funding for it. We don't know that the legislature is going to buy off on it. If we could just get one-time funding, that would be awesome. And then suddenly, the legislature, thank you legislators, said, hey, we're all in. They caught the ball in the end zone, game over, we won. And uh, not only did they fund it on a one-time level, but they funded it ongoing. So really appreciative of, of your support there. This program will help communities with their downtown revitalization efforts in terms of recruiting retailers, in terms of creating plazas. I was visiting with the mayor, our good mayor here in Logan, who talked about her vision for creating a plaza in a gathering place here. This is the sort of, sort of program that will help with those efforts. So uh, we're in the process of finalizing this and really launching it come July 1st. There will be a process to apply for funding and to set up your own Main Street Committee. Okay, the Broadband Center, also a new program. Rebecca Dilge from our team will be the new director starting July 1st. This is a $50 million grant program to help communities and providers put in more fiber so that our businesses and our residents can have access to, to high-speed broadband. Really excited about that. One of the things that's really cool is something called our Red TIF. Really what that means, it's an economic development tax increment financing program. Those sound like big words. What the heck am I talking about? So when the state wants to help a company grow, either an existing company or recruit a company to the state, we will offer something called the Ed TIF, which is a post-performance tax incentive to help them offset the cost of expanding. So the problem we've had with the EdTIF program is that it's difficult for smaller communities to come up with the dollars to help with the, the company expansion. The, the threshold is just too high for rural counties. So now we have something called the Red TIF or the Rural EdTIF that modifies the law and allows our rural counties to be able to compete at the same level. So that let's just say, oh, I don't know, a Maloof says, hey, we're looking to expand. While they have received an ed TIF in the past, perhaps the red TIF program would be even more favorable to them. And so this is a tool for rural Utah that we're really excited about. We also administer the Opportunity Zone program. And uh, there are two tracks here in Cache Valley. So if you have questions about that, this is a mechanism to help um, provide kind of a financial benefit to investors who invest into an opportunity zone. Okay, one of our other programs that's going strong still is our Talent Ready Utah program. 
This is a program that works with companies. So let's just say aerospace and defense, for example, you have a hard time finding qualified workers. Has anybody ever heard that story before? Right, so this partnership creates opportunities for high school students to select a track, to work with real life industry, in this case, aerospace and defense and other industries as well as you can see, and prepare them to be the next generation of qualified workers. And so it's the state's attempt to help bridge the gap between education and industry. All right, so finally, as it has been in the past, moving forward, our success economically as a state is predicated upon meaningful partnerships. No one agency can do it all. No one county can do it all. No one business can do it all. Instead, we need to continue to collaborate. And so our office works very closely with some of these partners, and I'm sure I've missed some. Uh, the World Trade Center Utah, for example, you know, you need help with growing your business internationally. Well, they're there for you. Small Business Development Center, you need help launching your business, they're there. We partner with the USDA, we partner with EDC Utah, and you'll hear from Mike here in a minute with all of these different great partners. So with that, we uh, look forward to a bright 10 years, 20 years, a bright future. Really grateful for the opportunity to speak with you this morning and would be happy to answer any questions either now or later. So what do you think, Sean? Should we turn the time over to Mike and put him on the hot seat? All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Cash Valley Insider. Subscribe and listen wherever podcasts are found. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Learn more about the Cash Valley Chamber and become a member at cashchamber.com.